You're listening to a Countout Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As always, I am Lauren. Uh, Mike is not joining us, unfortunately. He just has some other stuff going on. He will be back again soon. Uh, but in the meantime, though, I am joined by a great friend of the show, someone who um, is giving me the opportunity of a lifetime that I'll get into shortly, a little bit later. And he is here to talk about a, sh- a big show coming up for them, the last show of the year for Ruthless Pro Wrestling. We're going to be talking all about Whiteout, their no ring show up in Michigan, literally in two weeks' time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by none other than my dear friend, Chris Kohlenberg. Chris, how are you today? I'm good, man. How are you doing, Lord? I'm good. I can't complain. As I said earlier, I'm I'm so grateful to be able to work your show in a few weeks' time doing some film stuff, which is so crazy to me. I never thought I'd actually get this kind of opportunity again after doing it literally on a whim. Um, and I'm so excited for the show because I mean, is this your first no ring show you guys have done? Yes. That's what I was thinking. Cause I was like, I wasn't sure if this is the very first no ring show they've done, but it's such a cool idea. I ran a skate park in literally early December. Lord knows how freezing it's going to be. It's going to be, Oh, the building's heated. Oh, the building's oh, even better. Thank goodness for that. It's not an outdoor skate park. It's indoors. Um, and I know it's indoors. I just, you never know how it no, is I mean, it's, it's fully air conditioned and everything. There'll be food, everything. Yeah, I mean, from what we have seen so far, this show is going to be awesome. Stacked to the gills. You have all your Ruthless Pro Wrestling favorites. Um, I believe almost every title is going to be defended here, except, I believe, the tag team belts. Correct. So, um, what was the idea behind Whiteout? I want to start like peek into your mind a bit. Why this show need to happen? You mean the conceptually or yeah, like cons- uh, why conceptually? Story? Yeah, conceptually. Well, you know, I mean, I always try to have um, a uh, a different vibe for every show that kind of like fits like the mood. That's why we always had different intro packages and all that. And you know, I got one made for this and all this. Uh, but the reason it's a no ring uh, and the 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 marketing and vibe behind it is in December, you know, a lot of people have uh, um, Christmas and stuff coming up and we didn't really want to go and get like a full venue and throw a ring in there, but we want to do something cool. So people had a show, you know, cause people thought we expect, we expected that that's turned out not to be the case. It's selling better than I thought it would, but we expected a lower turnout and we wanted still to, to put on a show in December and we hadn't been back to, to, um, uh, Michigan in a while and you know the the hometown crowd was getting a little a little feisty with us about that so you know I I found this skate park and I got a great opportunity there and I was like you know there's never been a no ring deathmatch show in a skate park so I mean we're going to be utilizing the the bowls and the the half pipes and all that shit there's balconies uh it's going to be a real wild time uh and then the the concept the whiteout was um we wanted to make it like a Miami Coke party in the eighties. So everybody's going to be decked out in like Hawaiian shirts and big sunglasses <laughs> and shit. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Oh my goodness, I love it. But I mean, rings involved. <laughs> what? I got some pinky rings for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are we going to go Spring Breakers style? Like get some grills, some riffraff grills. Some might. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, as you guys have heard here, I mean, this is really a first time show for Ruthless Pro. And again, as I said, this card is really awesome. And of course, by the time this comes out, literally we'll have, I believe, six matches announced so far for this show with a seventh to be announced very soon before the show itself. Um, so this is a full show. You also, of course, have performances by Elbow Deep who are making their return, of course, after King of the Kill as well. So definitely cool to see them back in the fold. I, I also just love shows with the band. I don't know. There, there's just something yeah. different about having a show with a band. Sometimes, like, I know, like, BXS has done that in the past, and you guys have done that. You had, like, three bands at King of the Kill, if I'm not mistaken. Four. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we had a full show before the, the thing. I mean... Before the the tournament happened, but I come from the world of music. Um, before I was a wrestling promoter, I was a musician. I sang death metal for like ten years. Okay. Um, so that was like you know my first passion, and to be able to combine the two, uh, I really love that idea. And you know that we had a great response at, at King of the Kill for it, and uh, you know I really love Elbow Deep. And then, I mean, what better band out this way? You know, do we have for that? They're perfect for it. Yeah, I mean, if they fit the vibe, they fit the vibe. That's all I got to say there. So I'm excited to see them for the first time. Uh, of course, um, you have just you have food for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you you literally have everything covered for a, a nice Saturday night in Dearborn, Michigan. But without further ado, let's get into this card. Um, I think the one that um, I'll talk about first is kind of the the Detroit the Detroit versus Nathan Mowry match as i'm calling it <laughs> of course as you know we had judge joe dread on here not too long ago talking about the ass kicking he is going to hand nathan mori um and it's turned into really this whole detroit versus nathan mori matchup um i want your opinion like wh- why joe dread of all people to to lay it the smackdown on one kill billy nathan mori Oh, because I really want this dude to get his fucking ass whooped. So who better than Joe Dredd? I mean, Joe's a big motherfucker who's bad to the bone. And, you know, he's been just laying waste. You know, he he hasn't picked up his first win in RPW yet, but he has come real goddamn close. Um, And he has gone against seriously heavy hitters. Um, So this guy, I mean, he should go through this kid like toilet tissue. I mean, this fucking backwoods ass hillbilly. Gonna come up here talking about all this shit. They can't even drink the fucking water down there, you know. <laughs> talking shit about us. Um, I'm curious, like, where did this all this all like newfound hatred of Detroit came from for Nathan Mowry? Do you even have any idea, or like, is it just because he didn't get opportunities, or like, I'm just I'm a little befuddled by it. Um, so he was working with a company up here called TWU True Wrestling Underground. And he did some shows at that, and I believe it left a bad taste in his mouth. Um, maybe how he was treated. I, I don't really know what happened there with him. I do know Mike White, the owner. Um, maybe I should reach out to him about it. Um, but I'm not really sure uh, where he got so bitter with Detroit. Maybe he was treated poorly. You know, maybe they didn't have enough hay rides and cider for him. I don't fucking know. Um, maybe he's not used to paved roads. Who knows? 
Who knows? But all all we do know is he is supposed to be coming December 9th to Dearborn, Michigan to really face the absolute ass-kicking of a a lifetime in the form of Judge Joe Dredd. That is one thing we do know. So that one I'm looking forward to. I think everyone in the city of Dearborn, Michigan and beyond is looking forward to this one. Um, I would not expect a very warm (laughs) welcome for him. There's a lot of people that are not so happy with his comments. Yeah, it definitely left a weird taste in my mouth when I saw them at first, so I'm definitely on that on board with that um the next match i want to talk about someone who actually did defeat judge joe dread is otis coger who has been on a bit of a hot streak in rpw facing off against is this someone who was making their debut in the form of hardway no. heater okay heater's been with rpw before this will be his third um his third appearance he wrestled okay. justin kyle uh in a cage at steel carnage and then he okay. wrestled Oh, fuck who do you wrestle he wrestled back in january or yeah january for us at this time it's war okay um but yeah he's back for a third time against otis coger i mean otis has been on fire in rpw lately and this is just another one it's good to, and it's good to have crowd favorites i think i think otis is definitely becoming a crowd favorite for rpw i mean yes it I mean, Heater is as tough as they come, though. He, I mean, again, who doesn't love a guy with his first name Hardway? But yeah. this is really, it almost feels like an unstoppable force versus an immovable object in a way. I expect this one to be super violent. Um, these guys both are some of the toughest sons of bitches I've had in my roster. Uh, they both uh, always go all out. Um, and I think Otis knows that he's on a hot streak right now. And if he keeps this going, that'll lead to, you know, a, a title shot, which I know he's really, really gunning for. So I expect them both to, uh, to kind of, you know, lay it out there on this one. Yeah. I and mean, neither of them go light on any matches they ever have. So, yeah, no, that's one thing I definitely noticed with both of them is they go hard hundred percent. I mean, Otis has really brought out the best in himself. I feel like these last few months, like the match with Dillinger still is one of my favorite matches I've seen in person this year, like hands down. But also him and Judge Joe Dredd really, really took it to each other. Like as we said before, Judge Joe Dredd is a big motherfucker. He Otis, is. he didn't just run into him; he ran through him at times. So um, there's no denying this will be a really violent match. Um, the next up, the match I want to talk about someone who, of course, is coming off a recent loss of the kamikaze belts Schwartzy looking to get back to his winning ways against none other than one of the two pillars of Detroit wrestling and Malcolm Monroe, the third MM three um, Schwartzy definitely, he has to kind of go back to square one. He lost the belt to Remington roar, the kamikaze bell. Of course he did a very good job representing that belt though. I couldn't have thought of a better kamikaze champion for the first few defenses but now it's back to square one i mean this is gonna be an interesting one this is this would be a very interesting one i feel like you know i'm not sure it's a back to square one because if you do look at schwartz's um win loss record here it is i think he's lost three matches to to 10 wins oh, so okay. you know i mean that's that's not that's not uh, something to take lightly uh going into this you know um and the one thing also to, to keep in mind is they are both hybrid wrestlers. 
um, a lot of people don't really realize because um, Schwartzy, you know, you know, he does a bit of a funny shtick, but the motherfucker can mat wrestle, he can high fly, he can do it all. And then, you know, you got MM3, a third generation wrestler who is known for, you know, everything, you know, I mean, that he is the true definition of a hybrid. So yep. I expect this to be really different and interesting. And, uh, you know, they, they're, they're both very familiar with each other. Uh, so they kind of know what to expect. So I have a feeling that they're going to try to shake up their offense a little bit, maybe try to keep each other, each other on their toes a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, this might be pretty interesting. This is one that I feel like a lot of the environment may be used to their advantage and or disadvantage. I feel like. I'm interested to see how all this plays out because I mean, there's so many opportunities for so much different stuff that, you know, I've never seen a, a show take place at a skate park before in my life. And I know probably all these guys have never wrestled in a skate park in all their life. So, I mean, this is probably going to be a lot of innovation and a lot of, you know, like, oh my, we can try this. We can do this. What if I throw them off this? What if we do yeah. this? You know, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be real interesting what these guys come up with to do with each, to each other. Hmm. Yeah. That's that one definitely. It tickles my fancy in a way like you just don't know how it's going to play out. I mean, they're both hybrid wrestlers. I mean, MM3 has been one of my favorites this year. I think he's someone who has really kind of risen through the ranks. And of course, being one of the two pillars of Detroit wrestling these days, with of course, someone we'll talk about a little bit later in Thomas Oliver Vendetta. It just feels funny saying that. I, I swear, I think it still feels funny to me saying Thomas Oliver Vendetta, but. It, it catches on like wildfire, as they say. So MM3, though, versus Schwartzy, it's going to be interesting. Just, that's all I got to say. It's just me interesting. Um, Next up, I want to talk about, this is probably the one I'm looking forward to the most so far, the matches you've announced. Of course, the RPW Kamikaze title, Remington Roar, the new champ, versus Randy West, the former Rust Belt champ. This is our first show in a while without the Rust Belt championship around her waist and it feels kind of weird saying that it feels really weird saying that now like she was she was literally the iron woman champion for rpw for a year plus uh she had over 500 days 500 days wow yeah it's a little over 500 yes and it's just crazy i mean she came she came out every single time was an absolute champ with the rust she never missed a show i mean she was on every single show and she defended it on every single show so it's she really put the work in with that thing. And now she's trying to go for another championship in the form of the Kamikaze Bell, of course, held by your dose of death podcast athlete Remington Roar, um, who just defeated Schwartzy back in Chicago for the Kamikaze Bell. And this is it is his first defense of the Kamikaze Bell. Uh, Remington's, yes. Yes, that's what I thought. So now he has a bell. He, the tables have turned from back in June when Randy had a belt that Remington was vying for to now Remington has a belt that Randy is trying to get. So it's kind of an interesting little foil to the story here. I mean, Remington's not phased by anybody. And I think he definitely has that loss back in June at the back of his mind, but it's going to be very interesting to see how this one, this is going to be another, I feel like this is going to be a really, really hard hitting match. This will be um, their third time facing each other in an RPW ring. And uh, so far, Randy has come out on top twice. Um, she had to use a taser the last time yeah. to, to make that happen. But yeah. um, 
right now, technically, win-loss-wise, she has the upper hand. But I also don't think that we have the same Remington in the ring that, you know, it used to be. You know, he's he's gone to Japan. He's been everywhere. He's been done everything now. And he's he's gotten a lot more experience under his belt, a lot more road-weary, and uh, a lot more, you know, uh, uh, move set and all that stuff to, to make him a lot more dangerous uh, uh, a competitor in, in something like this. It definitely has been a few wild few months for Remington Roar. That's for sure. I think it's, as you said, it's not the same Remington that watching the June try, trying to be the chaser, trying to be the one to get that Rust Belt championship. Now he's got the belt to flex. Now he has the the champions walk under him as well. So th- this is going to be really interesting. When I mean, I expect a lot. I expect this to be really hard hitting. Randy is as tough as they come. And I mean, as you proved at 500 days as the Rust Bowl champion, literally defending against everyone and their mother, it felt like. Um, it just, Randy, though, I, I feel like if there's someone that like encapsulates what RPW is all about is Randy West. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, Randy came back from an injury, um, a career-ending injury. She, You know, uh, when she first came around RPW, she was a manager. She was managing Sportsy. Oh, wow. And they said that she'd never wrestle again. She had a severe neck injury and, you know, she worked hard and she got by it and she got cleared to wrestle. So since she has been able to wrestle again, she has been wrestling at RPW and we gave her some of her first matches back and she, uh, she's been killing it ever since. Like if there's, if there's a wrestler that represents RPW, it's definitely her, you know? Yeah. And I mean, now she's, she's trying to become a, I believe if she wins the Kamikaze Bell, she may be one of the first, two belt like to have held two belts in the same company champion for rpw if i'm not mistaken that would be correct that yeah that would be really cool who knows could become a grand slam champion at one point give her the rpw world title that'd be pretty sweet but um we'll have to see what happens yeah she's got to earn it if she beats remington roar that's something in the cards potentially in the future so next up though we're going to talk about the man who defeated her for the rust belt championship Thomas Oliver Vendetta. It still feels funny. Every time I say that, I just, I remember being at another show and someone saying, oh yeah, Thomas Oliver Vendetta. Actually, it was MM3 that said that because a ring announcer was asking how to pronounce Tom, Tommy Vendetta's name. And he's like, Thomas Oliver Vendetta. And I'm like, huh, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I thought it was a joke at first, but now it has been, it has been the talk of the town, probably one of the biggest things ever. He he has he's also one king of the kill. Um, um, just got a little something that made me giggle. It has been <laughs> um, it has been the talk of the town. He's won king of the kill, then won the Rust Belt Championship. Goes to end the year with the RPW Rust Belt Championship. Defending against the man who is the king of the no ring, a man who literally is going to be coming fresh off the plane from Japan after his BJW debut, Brooklyn Black Death, Casanova Valentine coming back to RPW to vie for the RPW Rust Belt Championship. This is going to be an interesting one because Cass is as he literally is the pinnacle of no ring wrestling. That was that's literally he is the king of the no ring, but Tommy now has this belt and it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens in this kind of environment 
that maybe Tommy's not used to wrestling in. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely Casanova's bread and butter. This is what he fucking does. Um, I, I'm not sure if Tommy's done no rings. I think he's done no ring stuff before. But, I mean, you talk about guys like that are RPW originals, too. I mean, he was one as well. Uh, he did his first death match ever here against Akira. Um, yes. and, you know, he's been with us ever since. And, you know, the, he's been on a bit, a bit of a mean streak lately. He used to be a baby face. Everyone used to love him. And then I got he got about sick of being treated a certain way and he's a little pissed off and he's got a lot harder edge going to him now. And, uh, you know, he's, he's on a win streak too. You know, he, he won the fucking tournament and then he went turn around and grabbed a belt, you know I mean? So yeah, I, mean, I think Cass has the experience in this, but you know, Tommy's on a mean streak. So we'll see how that plays out for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, again, like, Casanova knows how to use the environment to his advantage. That's something that's going to be real. As we said, that is really going to be interesting to see how it plays out with this entire show. As you said, there's half pipes, there's half bowls, there's all this stuff. How are these guys going to use this environment to their advantage? This isn't a freaking skate park. So, like, it's not like you don't have ring ropes to bounce off of. You don't have a top rope. Like, these, some, like, you might have to take some calculated risks. And this is one where there probably will be some calculated risks. There's a championship on the line. Go for broke. That, that's sometimes the name of the game. And I mean, Tommy, he doesn't want to lose that belt after just winning it a few months ago. Like, I, I wouldn't want to lose that belt. So, I mean, I, I, I look for Tommy to be, to be as maybe careless in a way, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, I, you know, Tommy's always been a bit of a risk taker anyway. So I really don't know what to expect with this one. Uh, they kind of knew that when I booked it going into it, you know, I was like, well, we got a new champ. Let's uh, let's see what he's made of, you know, if we're going to do a no ring, put him against the, the best no ring there is. I mean, and who knows, maybe Casanova walks away with this thing. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe Cass sneaks one by, but I mean, again, you won't find out till December 9th at in Dearborn, Michigan, but um, you just announced one more match that actually just came out. By the time this comes out, it'll literally have come out, have been announced yesterday. So um, Hoodfoot, Mo Atlas, another new champion. You really, I think there was three new champions that came out of the RPW show in October. Which was shocking because all <laughs> those people were on long title runs. Yeah. Long and, title runs. Yeah, all the long title runs. But... Mo Atlas coming to Dear War Mission to defend the RPW world title against someone, one half of Midwest scum, Zach Thomas, which is kind of, I would not have expected him to try to gun for this title, but hey, more gold, never a bad thing. Absolutely. You know, um, Dread King couldn't make this one. Uh, still on on the show. And, you know, I mean, they, they've been on a hot streak as well. Like, so... If he hasn't lost in a long time, you have to put them against somebody that it makes sense for them to wrestle if you have not lost. And that that's he's got a better win-lose streak than anyone else on my roster right now. Even though they were tag matches, he's got a better win Wins are wins. Streak. Wins are wins. The wins are wins, so that means he gets a title shot. And I mean, he may be the smaller guy in this situation against Hoodfoot, but I wouldn't discount Zach Thomas in any way, shape or form. Like he's, no. 
he he is tough. He is tough. He's been in some tough matches in his RPW career uh, as, as a tag team with Dread King Logan. But I mean, this might be the biggest match of Zach Thomas's career going into this because who wouldn't want that RPW World Championship? Like, it's just it's it's everyone's got their eyes on it, whether you like it or not. And I mean, Hoodfoot Moalis has a new target on his back. He he's been one of the most consistent deathmatch guys around the country over the last few years, but he has an RPW gold around his waist. I mean, he already has the American Deathmatch Championship. He now has this. Like it a lot is on the plate for Mo Atlas, but it's nothing he's not used to, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, Mo is one of those, you know, he's he's that Cinderella story, you know. You, you, all that kid needed was was eyes on him and he he rocketed himself up. You know, I mean, when Mo started here, he he would just come and just try to help out and try to get a, a just a, a shot in the show uh, when we were first starting out. And, you know, in a few short years, he has went from, you know, that guy that just needed to get a shot and seen to winning titles everywhere and getting, uh, you know, camera, the camera for his, you know, IWTV, you know, special about himself. Yeah. And, you know, making the, the, the top 500 and all that, you know, I mean, the, the guy is just, Anything you put in for, in front of him, he knocks it out. You know, he's he's truly a, a a one of a kind athlete. You know, I just saw something really crazy because so my first RPW show was Code Orange at okay. Lucha Arena. Ty Vendetta versus Hoodfoot was my favorite match that night. I I thought that was like match of the night. I don't know if you were gonna top it. They're both champions for RPW now. About right. what two what was it two years ago was that show? Yes, two years ago. Two years ago. That, that is crazy thinking about it. two years ago. That match has catapulted both of them to championship status in RPW. That's just a crazy thought I had. Yeah. Uh you know, fun behind the scenes on that one though. Um, I actually got to watch that match. I came out and watched it in the crowd, and I was standing directly next to Hoodfoot's dad, who had never seen yes! a wrestle before in his life, let alone a death match. I remember, and, I remember uh, his that, dad being there. <laughs> that was an interesting experience. That was. I remember, like, I think I may have been to the left of you guys because I was, like, in that one corner, which Big F and Joe and Murdoch used my chair during the match. But I remember seeing Hoodfoot's dad. His reactions were priceless, nonetheless. Yeah. So, um, but that is all the matches. I know we, you have one more match to announce. Um, I believe they'll be announced next week then probably, uh, probably later show. this week or later um, this week. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we already know that Chuck Stein got announced. So it will be yes. Chuck Stein's opponent. Okay. So it will be who's going against D Detroit punk. Yeah. I mean, a Detroit staple. I mean, Chuck Stein has been, how long has he been wrestling in general? I think it's, going on 20 years. Is it 20 years? I thought it was maybe 20 yeah, he's years. been around a long time. And I mean, he's he's looking for a fight, so who knows who's gonna step up to the plate to him? I mean, I I, I, I kind of feel I kind of feel bad for whoever's gonna be put in front of him, but that's that's a story for another day. I feel like so. I'll say this: it's somebody with a lot to prove, and somebody that's gonna go in there and uh, really get fucking violent to prove that that they belong here. So I expect that one to be probably one of the most brutal matches of the night. 
Yeah, I mean, it, this whole show is going to just be brutal, I feel like. It's just going to be brutal. I mean, you're in a skate park, a lot of unpredictability. I expect someone to bring some, like, someone who's going to bring a thumbtack, like, skateboard. I, I I have just a weird feeling about that. We've already sourced 25 boards. <laughs> and we've given them up all kinds of different ways. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. And, of yeah. course, um, as many of you know, I will be making my, like, official filming debut as part of the king's road crew that night i'm I'm so excited to just be with i'm excited to be a part of team rpw going forward it's really it feels it feels right at home and i wish i had like yeah. a little like rpw hat like the nfl draft and a shirt oh, we'll get you one we got yeah. RPW hats. <laughs> i'm just I'll, I'll slap one on you when i see you okay of course you might have to it might look out of shape with the uh but um yeah it comes through a thing a gatorade over your back it'll be great yeah exactly thing it's sticky yeah i'll be like uh real shivery um just no fago no fake you're in detroit brother i can't promise shit (laughs) but anyways i'm excited to be a part of that um just so you guys know i will be making sure that clips from that show will be on the king's road page as well as um i know you it's not gonna be live on IWTV, but it will be out for a later release as well, so those of you that can't make it, don't worry. The show will be on all so airwaves. We, we have our soon. intro package made in our lower thirds and all that. Um, because it's a no ring show, it's not going to require a whole lot of editing from the camera people. Mm-hmm. So we hope to have it up within a few days. You heard from the man himself. I mean, music to my ears, music to everyone's ears. Um, so I think to really end this great conversation about wide out, um. I want to ask you about the year RPW's had. I mean, you've you ventured into a new market in Chicago, the legendary Berwyn Eagles. Um, you put out the first ever death ma- your first ever deathmatch tournament, which saw Tommy Vendetta victorious. What what is the year meant to you in regards to Ruthless Pro Wrestling? You know, this is going to be the year I don't know if I'll ever be able to top. You know, um, January we started with having our first Japanese talent in sakuda mm-hmm. uh in a ring um we debuted in jersey um wrestlemania weekend and you know i was really nervous about how we would sell there and you know the attendance was great and people really want us back which is one of my favorite that shows favorite. that was one of my favorite shows like the indie wrestlemania weekend honestly that vegas Thank that you. jersey show was really fun i'm really proud of that one because i think we were, we did something very different than the rest of the shows uh from that weekend um and I think that the crowd really reciprocated and appreciated that. Um, but yeah, you know, we did that. Um, one of the things I've always wanted to do since I started this was a deathmatch tournament, but I knew I wasn't ready for it for the first couple of years. So I'm glad I waited and I'm very proud of how the, my first one turned out. Um, we're already working on next year's. Um, you know, uh, and it, I mean, that wasn't our break into Chicago. We were in Chicago before, but that was, you know, I, I worked really hard on getting the Berwyn Eagles. Um, uh, I worked really hard with Chuck, the owner, and a uh, big shout out to uh, John Boulard for helping me with that. And we were able to debut Deathmatch in Berwyn, and now it yeah, is our home cr- in crazy. Chicago. And that, it's we still have the, some dates set up for that for next doesn't year. Feel, it doesn't feel real to me that Deathmatch wrestling is happening in Berwyn Eagles because I've known that venue for years. I mean, the, you yeah. see, you know, you see the walls of all the legendary women's wrestlers that have walked in that building, all the legendary wrestlers that have walked in that building. And now, you add your own mark to it. 
you know, uh, a lot of people didn't believe it was going to happen. And they were like, well, it's just going to be a non-death match show. I mean, that's what I kept hearing in the, like, oh, they're, they're going to have a show there, but it's, they're not going to be able to go hard there. They're not going to be able to go hard there. And we, we've definitely proven that wrong. Twice. And I mean, we, uh, I have a great relationship now with Chuck. We talk all the time. Um, we'll be back several times next year. The dates are already locked in. They just haven't been announced. Uh, so there's that to look forward to. And, you know, this year, we're breaking another first, which is the no ring thing, you know, and we wanted something in December for our, since we haven't been home in a while, you know, for those people, but we also wanted to do something completely different than what we normally do. So that's where whiteout came from. So if we are able to top this year ever, I'll be very happy. (laughs) I mean, in our tournament, we had, we had people from Mexico, Australia, Japan, all in, all in one show, you know, I mean, that's something I don't take lightly. No, and I mean, the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit, I feel like. I mean, as you said, a, a big year first and a big year of monumental stuff coming for RPW. So, again, thank you for coming on again, as always. You're always welcome on here. Like, you've always, been a, great friend, always been a great friend of the show. Um, so, with that being said, um, how can people stay in the loop with all things Ruthless Pro Wrestling? Uh, you know, we're on all the socials. We're on... Um x as it's called now uh we're on instagram uh we're on facebook i think um peapod went ahead and made us a threads thing if that's still a thing yes i'm not the technology guy yes i I tell them what to post and they handle it for me uh i believe they even set us up a tiktok so we're on all that shit um that should have anything and everything we got coming up uh you can see all our shows on iwtv we also have a youtube channel where we are periodically putting up matches uh from our past shows and uh we're going to be working on uh uh, a couple or uh, about a year back we put up something on iwtv called choice cuts which was our favorite matches the first couple years okay and we are currently putting together choice cuts two which will be my our favorite uh matches of this year and last year awesome well there you guys have it i mean as always it's always fun to chat with Chris and always fun to chat about all things ruthless pro wrestling because you guys are just ever you're like evolving. It's 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 always an evolution with you guys. I mean, of course, the tournaments, new champions, only three new freaking champions heading to this last show. Uh, it just it's one thing after another, and all good things aside. So again, Chris, thank you for coming on again, and um, I'll be seeing you in a few weeks. Yeah, Ben. Well, and as you guys know, thank you for listening to this episode of Your Dose of Death Podcast. See you on the flip side. This has been a Countout Podcast.